Never have I been more certain. I won't tell you how I know this, but uh, it's through time with God. Never have I been more certain that a message was given to me from the Lord. This is a message literally that that, uh, God put on my heart as I was on my knees early in the, in the, I would almost call it nighttime, but it was technically early in the morning. I'm asking you to trust me this morning that if, if I, at some point, I don't know that I will, but if I sound angry at, at, at any point, I'm not angry at anybody. I'm angry at what I'm preaching about. I'm angry at Satan who has deceived so many of us. The, the Bible tells us in the book of Proverbs about three different women. And I'm going to give them a a name. In fact, I'll give them the name that the Bible gives them, but the Bible doesn't always use the same name. The first woman that the Bible tells us about in Proverbs is the virtuous woman. Let me give you some examples. Proverbs 11, 16. A gracious woman retaineth honor. Proverbs 12, 4. A virtuous woman is a crown to her husband. Proverbs 14.1, every wise woman buildeth her house. Proverbs 19, verse 14, a prudent wife is from the Lord. Proverbs 31, verse 10, who can find a virtuous woman? The virtuous woman, listen carefully, is the woman, men, that God has prepared for you. The virtuous woman is the woman that God has prepared for you. Now, if you're going to understand the concept this morning and be helped by it, and by the way, both men and women can be helped by this this morning, and young men and young ladies can be helped by this. But if you're going to understand the concept this morning, you must understand that the virtuous woman in Proverbs is the woman, sir, that God has prepared for you. Now, before you go out there and say, oh, pastor sounded sexist this morning. Well, I believe, ma'am, every lady, God has prepared a man for you. So it goes both ways. But we're talking this morning specifically about a weakness or a struggle that every man faces. Therefore, I'm going to begin by talking about the woman, the virtuous woman, that God has prepared for you. I believe, and the Bible teaches, that God intends for one man and one woman for one lifetime. I understand that in probably every family represented in this room, that cuts at you a little bit. And I'm sorry for that. I'm not trying to hurt anyone. And understand that if that hurts you, as in you say, well, pastor, you know that we have, uh, uh, we have issues in our family that run contrary to that. I'm, first of all, I certainly don't have you in mind. But understand that probably every family in this room, either in this current generation or a pr- previous generation, 
has something that is contrary to that concept. I understand that. Every family is plagued by heartbreaks. Nevertheless, the principle does not change. God intended for one man and one woman for one lifetime. I'm against, by the way, and this is not about marriage this morning. Well, it is about marriage, but it's not primarily about marriage. I'm against everything that threatens marriage as God intended it to be. I wish that the same conservatives who get so upset about gay marriage would get just as upset about divorce. I think if we had stood up against divorce being accepted as commonplace 30 years ago, we wouldn't have to stand so strongly against gay marriage because it wouldn't be an issue today. You say, I don't see the connection there. Well, we'll sit down and talk about it sometime, but I think there's a direct relation. But I believe in one man and one woman for a lifetime. I believe that's God's standard. And I believe that's what is most healthy for us as human beings. So I say again, the virtuous woman is the woman that God has prepared for you. The woman that you, sir, should give your full love and attention to. That's the first woman. But we're going to focus on the second woman. But in order to focus on the second woman, we have to understand who the first woman is. The first woman in Proverbs is the virtuous woman, the woman that God has prepared for you, the woman that you should give your full love and attention to. But here's the second woman. The second woman in Proverbs, referred to again and again by various names, is the strange woman. Let me throw this thought in here. I'm not going to say anything funny this morning. So I would ask you to resist the urge to laugh at anything I might say. Even though that our society has told us that it is appropriate to laugh at some of the things I'm going to say. The strange woman. Let me give you a few examples. Proverbs 5.20. Why wilt thou, my son, be ravished with a strange woman and embrace the bosom of a stranger? Proverbs 6.24. Keep thee from the evil woman, from the flattery of the tongue of a strange woman. Proverbs 23, verse 27. A strange woman is a narrow pit. The virtuous woman is the woman that God has prepared for you. The strange woman, and here's the key to the whole message, is any woman who distracts you from the woman God has prepared for you. The strange woman that Proverbs talks about repeatedly, and I just read you three verses, there are many. The strange woman, and and she doesn't always go by that name, the strange woman. Sometimes she's called the evil woman, the wicked woman, and even words more graphic than that, like the whore. But the strange woman is any woman who distracts you from the woman that God has prepared for you. The strange woman is any woman who competes with the woman that God has prepared for you. Now, it would be a good thing for all of us as men to expand our definition 
of the strange woman. She's not the prostitute on the street that's trying to pick up business. Oh, she'd definitely be in the category. But don't make her exclusively what the strange woman is. See, sir, the strange woman is not out there. The strange woman is in your heart. She doesn't necessarily have a face. She doesn't necessarily have a name. But the fact that you have room in your life for any woman, but the woman that God made for you, means that the strange woman is in your heart. Pastor, you've got an angry look on your face. Who are you mad at? I'm mad at Satan. There's nothing going on in church. That's a, something must be wrong. And pastor fixing it. Nope, nothing's wrong that I know of. I'm so angry at the stinking enemy of God and him attacking good people and us falling for it. The strange woman, married man, single man alike, is the woman that catches your eye. Let's talk, let me talk to the single men for a minute. The guys that you're not, you're not married, you're not engaged, you're not dating. You, there's not a woman on the horizon for marriage. But when you marry, you want the right girl. You know, it's funny how when it comes time to, to get serious about life, we want, the, we want the pure girl. But when you're living your party life, you didn't contribute to that cause at all of helping girls stay pure. But when it's come time to marry, well, that's when we want to come to church and settle down and find a... I would say if that's your mentality, man, don't contaminate the life of a pure young lady by, by coming to church and try to find one there. But here's what I was getting at before you got me sidetracked. The, the single young men in this room. Yeah, I picture myself someday marrying a godly young lady. Okay, then how come when the girl walks down the street in the short shorts and the tiny top, your eyes follow her? You know that's not the godly woman. That's a woman besides the woman you're going to marry. And you know it. In fact, you'll, you'll pass by that young lady and say, isn't it, such a, isn't it so horrible the way these girls dress today? But you didn't mind filling your eyes when she was passing by. Now, how she should dress It's a different subject altogether. What I'm talking about this morning is the strange woman that's in your heart. You've got room for her. You've got room to give a look. The strange woman is the woman that you let catch your eye. She's the woman, single men and married men, that you enjoy flirting flirting with. And this probably is more for the married men. A single man has some more freedom to be more friendly. And I mean that in a, in a holy context. 
to be more friendly. A married man has no right flirting with any other woman. Oh, we're just laughing and having a baby. You have room in your heart for some woman besides the woman that God made for you. The strange woman is a woman that you fantasize about. And I would, I mean, fantasize to any degree, including something that, and this is, this is as much out of hell as a sexual fantasy is. Boy, what would it have been like if I'd have met her before I met my wife? God help you. Shame on you, sir. Shame on you to say that, to think that. Shame on you to say that. And, and don't you ever say that to another woman. Can you imagine if we'd have met before? Or even just, you know, what if. And by the way, there's love songs of that effect. As a 1970s and 80s country music aficionado, I can tell you there's plenty of country songs to that effect. What if? You've got the strange woman in your heart. You've got the strange woman in your marriage. And the best thing that you can do for your marriage is to get her out. No room for the strange woman in my mind and my heart. The strange woman said, well, I'm glad we're past that point. We haven't even begun this point. The strange woman is the woman on the magazine cover. And I don't mean the dirty magazine. I'm talking about the catalog that comes in for your wife. And the woman's fully clothed, but she's got that look on her face. Do you know what they're going for? And I didn't make this up. This is the in, the industry says what they're going for when they put a woman's face on the cover of, mag- of a magazine, and they're trying to lure men in, whether it's a, a Macy's catalog or a Victoria's Secret catalog. What they're going for in that woman's expression is to get you to believe, sir, that she wants you. They're selling you on the lie, I want you. And we're so stupid that we look at that picture and we believe it. The strange woman is the woman on the billboard. She may not, I mean, there's no billboards around here where a woman is completely naked. But she doesn't have to be. Maybe a Maybe a bikini, maybe just some suggestive pose, maybe just the look on her face makes you drive by and turn your head and, and even just say, wow, that's too much. There should be no room in your heart for the strange woman. The strange woman is the woman right here in church that you really enjoy talking to. You really, man, I hope I get a chance to talk to her for a second today. Because I like, I, like, I like talking to her. You got a strange woman in your heart. Say, Pastor, I think, that's, I think that's extreme. I think it is too. It's extremely opposite of what our society is doing today. 
It's, ex- it's the extreme opposite of people getting married and having a prenuptial agreement because they don't trust each other from the start. It's the extreme opposite of how many households have mom and the kids or dad and the kids, but not mom and dad together. Yeah, it's extreme. It's the extreme opposite of young, young men and young ladies coming to the altar pure. It's the extreme opposite of the, the, I got that wrong. (laughs) I got that wrong. Uh, It's the extreme opposite of the society where everybody thinks that before you come to the marriage altar, you should sleep around and, and get, you know, get, get to get a, get some experience. That's the mentality. It's been the mentality for a while. Say, Pastor, I can't believe I come to church and I hear such things. Why you hear such things on TV only in the positive light? Your favorite shows act like this is the norm. So don't get upset when you come to church and the man preaching the word of God tells you what's the right way to look at things. The strange woman... I'm going to say again, as a woman at church that you really enjoy talking to, you you need to look at your heart, sir. And when you realize that your heart has any kind of attraction to any woman but the woman that God made for you, you're in dangerous territory. You need to ask God to get her out. The strange woman is the woman walking down the street or walking through the store who's not dressed right, and you try to sneak a peek. The strange woman is the co-worker that you like to flirt with, and it's not hard there because your wife's not there. The strange woman is the supermodel or the actress or the female singer that you love to look at, you love to watch, and you love to think, well, you know, I mean, I'll never meet her. I could never, but boy, wouldn't that be... uh, No, there should be no room in your heart for any woman but the woman God made for you. And obviously, and here's the thing, we haven't even talked about pornography yet. Is pornography in the mix? Absolutely it is. But I believe what we're talking about right now is the root of it all. If you don't have room for women with their clothes on in your heart, you're definitely not going to have room with, for, for pornography in your mind and in your heart. The strange woman is the woman that you connect with on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or chat room or however else you connect. There's no room for this. Hey, there's no room for going online and you get that little thrill, that little, ooh, here's a woman. I don't know who she is. I don't know where she is, but she's taking an interest in me. Not only is that dangerous, it is wicked. And, sir, you have the strange woman in your heart. You say, Pastor, nobody in this room has a problem with what you're talking about. Oh, I hope you're right. I hope we can all walk out of here and say, "Woo! glad that's not me. I'm glad I'm not in that mess. But just in case, by chance, maybe there's one man in here that this applies to, let's all tolerate the message for that one man, okay? But I think in a society that's looser than it's ever been, that's more wicked than it's ever been, 
I think there's a chance that every man in this room needs this to some degree or other. The strange woman, the woman that turns you aside from the woman that God prepared for you. Sometimes she's trying to turn you aside if she's a wicked woman, but that's not really the point here. Sometimes you've given a woman that place in your heart and she doesn't even know it. Simply because you have allowed yourself to be drawn away from the woman that God has prepared for you. We had a lady, I don't know how many years ago, good, very good lady, come to church for a while. Um, I don't know, maybe, maybe a dozen times she came. And then she disappeared for a while. And then after a year or two, she started coming to church again. And a man walked up to her, said, hey, it's your first time here? She said, no, I've been here before. No, I don't think so, because I remember somebody looks like you. Number one, sir, not, as, not only is that not a way to represent Jesus Christ, and not only is that not the way to represent Christianity in Northeast Baptist Church, but you have the strange woman in your heart if you talk to any woman that way. If you think that way, you're committing offense against your Savior, you're committing an offense against that woman, and you're committing an offense against your wife. Another man, this, this, I don't know, 10 years ago, walked up to a teenage girl and said, you know, the way you're dressed right now is, is making me have bad thoughts. Okay, let's, let's, put the, let's put the teenage girl aside. That may be true or not. But, sir, for you, to, for you to think that and for you to express that to a teenage girl, you got strange woman in your heart. That's vile, wicked, and it's offense against the Savior. It's an offense against the, that young lady, and it's an offense against your wife. Every one of us, men of all ages, we have got to, before God, Make sure the strange woman has no place in our hearts. The strange woman's not one particular person. She's the whole idea that any woman but the woman God has prepared for you can bring you joy. I want that to sink in. The strange woman is not one particular person. She's the whole idea that any woman but the woman that God has prepared for you can bring you joy. The strange woman takes you away from the will of God. The strange woman poisons your heart. The strange woman kills your relationship with God. The strange woman steals your future. The strange woman hurts your marriage and your children. The strange woman robs you of holiness. The strange woman steals your Holy Spirit power. The strange woman destroys your influence for God. Now, here's maybe the key statement this morning. I hope you won't forget it. This is for you men. The strange woman is a lie. She is a lie. 
The idea that any woman except the woman that God has prepared for you can bring you happiness and joy and fulfillment is a lie. She doesn't want you. You look at that picture and you go, oh. I'm going to say again, just for clarity's sake, I'm not even talking about a naked picture. We all know that's wicked, that's wrong, that's ungodly, that's out of hell. I'm talking about when you you look at that, the 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 front of the catalog, and it's just her face looking at you, and but she's looking right at you. She's not looking at you. She's looking at a camera. And there's a guy over here holding a fan. That's why her hair's blowing. And there's a guy holding a camera. And then there's a real flamboyant fellow over here going, Oh, that's right. Work it. Oh, yeah, that's good. And you look at a magazine cover and say, She's a lie. The strange woman is a lie of Satan. The strange woman is a lie of your flesh. The strange woman is a lie of this world. And the best thing that you can do is get the strange woman out of your heart. No room in my heart for the strange woman. The strange woman's a tool of Satan. The strange woman can bring you no happiness. The strange woman doesn't have anything good for you. The strange woman, whether she's a woman on a magazine cover or a woman that you've been thinking at church, boy, I never noticed her before, but I sure do like to make sure that we walk in together or we walk out together or, or, or just fellowship. She doesn't have anything good for you. And here's the lie that most men don't want to admit. She's not interested in you. <laughs> I probably shouldn't say this, but it illustrates the point real well. I heard this piece of advice from a preacher seven or eight years ago. He said, sir, this was to pastors, a room full of pastors. Pastors, the woman that you think you would be tempted to run off with, she doesn't want anything to do with you. I'm going to end it right there. That's good advice. But the preacher that gave it didn't listen to it. The strange woman is a lie. She doesn't want you. She is driven by Satan to destroy your life. That woman in your heart, sir, she is evil. She is not innocent. It's amazing how Satan can take a woman... How the industry can take a woman who is getting paid to pose so men will lust after her and make her look pure and innocent. 
she's a lie. She's a lie. There's no future with her. Now, even to say that sounds foolish. Pastor, I mean, that's just so obvious. I know, then why do we believe it? Why are we to believe that you have any kind of a future with a picture of a woman in a magazine or on a website that you're never even going to meet? The strange woman is a lie. And yet, men will destroy their marriages for the strange woman. She's a lie. The strange woman, is. there's nothing virtuous about her. There's nothing innocent about her. There's nothing decent about her. There's nothing beneficial about her. She's a thief. She'll steal your holiness. She'll steal your opportunity. She'll steal your spiritual power. She'll steal your influence. She'll steal your time. She'll steal your attention. She'll steal your family, your future, and every other good thing that you can think of. Sir, get the strange woman out of your mind. Get her out of your heart. Get her out of your life. See the strange woman as the enemy. Let me say, you're not wicked, sir, because you struggle with the temptation that every man faces. Every man doesn't struggle with it, but every man faces it. You're not wicked because you struggle with the temptation that every man faces, but you are wicked if you're content to not get help with it. There is help to be had. There are answers. There is victory available. Now, I said there were three women. First one, the virtuous woman. That's the woman that God has prepared for you. The second woman is the strange woman. That's the woman that competes with or distracts you from the woman that God has prepared for you. But there's a third woman in Proverbs that you, at first glance, might not think is a woman, but let me present her as a woman. The text we read a while ago, Proverbs 9, 1 through 7 or 6, presents her as a woman. Her name is Wisdom. Proverbs 120, wisdom crieth without, she uttereth her voice in the streets. Wisdom, God repeatedly refers to as she and her. And there's only two things in the book of Proverbs that God says are better than rubies. One is the virtuous woman in Proverbs 31, and the other is wisdom. So I believe God is telling us, That wisdom is the woman you should give your life to until you find the woman God has prepared for you. So let me talk to the single men for another minute. If you would give yourself to wisdom, you would recognize the woman God has prepared for you when you see her. John, I'm single and I, I just I want to find the right woman. Give yourself to wisdom. Wisdom's the right woman right now. The best advice, or at least some of the best advice I heard as a teenager, and I've said this again and again, is from Brother Ferrari, who was just here a couple of months ago, our missionary, who was my Christian school principal when I was in 8th, 9th, 10th, and 11th grade. 
And again and again, as the day began, 9 o'clock every morning, we would have a time of devotions, and we would take care of some school business there, but but, uh, every day we'd have devotions together. And in that devotional time, he'd share something with us from the Word of God. And how many times on on a school day morning did Brother Ferrari say to us, ask God for wisdom? How many times did I hear him quote, wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. And I remember as a 13-year-old boy, 14 years old, thinking, I don't even know what that means, but I love and I respect that man. If he says to ask for wisdom, I'm going to ask for wisdom. And I think in my lifetime, the things that I have prayed for, I I don't know of any prayer that I have prayed more than I've said, God, give me wisdom. God, give me wisdom. God, give me wisdom. God, give me wisdom. And I'm not saying I have it, but I can say, praise the Lord, God answers prayer. When I had my first date with Amy, I can't say it was love at first sight, but here's what I can say. I knew from the first date something was different, something was real. Now, if that's love at first sight, then that's what it is. But, but, And she'll tell you the same. Neither one of us, from, the, from our very first date, ever had a date with anybody else because we knew something's different. I, went, I remember going back to my dorm floor that day, and... Uh, especially me and I had already graduated from college and still living in the dorms and so you know now your 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 classmates and underclassmen they're they're worried about you you know like uh, maybe he's not gonna he's not gonna find her before he leaves and so you come back and everybody wants to know how to go and you know you're supposed to come back oh I'm in love oh I'm in love I didn't come back saying it that night I came back and said something was very different tonight this girl's different. Now, how did I know something was different? No magic. Except that I'd been asking God for wisdom for 10 years. And I believe with all my heart that if you'll ask God for wisdom, if you will make wisdom, excuse me for saying it this way, your mistress, young man, then I believe you'll recognize the virtuous woman when you see her. I've let me address everybody. We'll be done. First of all, to all men, keep the strange woman out of your heart every day. Keep her out. Keep her out. God, take the strange woman out of my mind, out of my heart. I don't want to see her. If she comes on a television commercial, I'm not, in fact, I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna have the TV on to see that. I'm gonna shut off that commercial. She, I'm not gonna watch any show where I'm gonna see her. I'm not going to listen to music where I'm gonna hear her. I'm not gonna look at anything where she might show up. I'm going, listen, I'm, if, if I even spot out of the corner of my eye a billboard that has a female on it, I'm going to look this way just in case. If I see a woman walking down the street and I'm not, I, no matter how she looks, I'm, she's on this side, I'm looking on this side just in case. Why? Because I don't want the strange woman creeping into my heart. That's, for God's sake... That's for her sake. That's for my children's sake. That's for your sake. To all men, I say, keep the strange woman out of your heart. To the single young men, I say, focus on wisdom until you find your virtuous woman. 
To the married women, I would say, pray for your husband not to be deceived by the strange woman. This is a battle, by the way, the husbands and wives need to fight together. Now, be careful what you say to each other. You don't want to hurt each other's feeling or offend each other. But, ma'am, you've got to understand that, that Satan's got all of his weapons pointed at your husband's eyes. And it's a constant battle. And just because he fights the battle doesn't mean that he's some kind of a pervert. You ought to fight that battle with him. You ought to pray every day, man, for your husband not to be, and for your sons to not be deceived by the strange woman. Single young ladies, ask God to help you prepare yourself for the man that God has prepared for you. And I would say to all ladies, don't ever candidate for the position of the strange woman. In how you talk, in how you walk, in how you act, in how you know it's 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 interesting. Proverbs speaks about the strange woman again and again, but it never presents her as being unclothed. You know what it says most about the strange woman? Her speech. And how many affairs have started, or how many marital arguments have started with yeah but I can talk to her she listens to me it's the strange woman's speech that Proverbs warns us about can we all see this as one of the the enemies that is destroying homes and marriages and families across America, around the world, and can we determine it is not getting in my house? Parents, make sure you know what's coming in over the Internet. Don't, don't have, this is just advice. We don't make laws here. But don't have what they call premium channels. If you're going to have cable of any kind or, 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 or dish, don't have premium channels and just pretend that your kids aren't ever going to turn them on. That's insane. The filth. Don't, don't know what's coming in. Know what your kids are getting on their phone. Don't. Put your head in the sand and say, ah, my, my son's a good boy. He would never do that. It's not about your son being a good boy. It's about the power of the strange woman that the Bible warns us about. She's very powerful. But she's a lie. Father, I pray that you'd help us today. Oh, I'd so much rather have preached about